With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Fowler finds Ford. Ford starts to straight forward. Caitlin Ford's in the area. Caitlin Ford's! It's Caitlin Ford for Australia. Fowler inside the box, one way, the other, stabs it forward. Van Egmond's in there, has to turn. Lasso! Hayley Lasso doubles the lead for Australia. Full time from Stadium Australia. And the Matildas are into the quarterfinals of their home World Cup. And that was in front of 75,000 people at Stadium Australia and over 4 million people watching and listening around the country. I was one. You were one rat. Every minute of it. Every what about minute you? Of it. Work, work experience kid? Yeah, I watched, I want to say, 80 minutes. Yeah. I missed the first 10 minutes. Okay. Really. That's, That's probably right. the best right. 10 minutes to miss because oh, Australia were under the under pump. The pump. Mm. Yeah, so that it was, was outstanding. An, mate, yep. opportunity by Denmark in those first 10 minutes. And I just said, oh, no, this is not, this is not good. Absolutely. 2-0 mm. win over Denmark. And as we heard, going to the quarterfinals, we will play either Morocco who is ranked number 72 in the world. What a great story that is. Morocco going up against France or, as Rat would like to say, France. 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 Uh, (laughs) We're actually talking to one of your rugby reunion mates, former teammates, and now Rugby Australia CEO. And what a a fine player he was. Phil Waugh. It's going to be interesting if if we can get him to say the word France, France. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see how he says it. It was outstanding. Uh, Caitlin Ford. And Hayley Russo, again, outstanding. Caitlin Ford, I've got to say, has been amazing. Young Chuck Fowler, 20 years of oh, age. The mate. composure of that young woman is amazing. Yeah, phenomenal talent. And, and you know, you, you look at that forward line that we've got. Um, I'm, and you add Sam Kerr to it. She, you know, she came on and played those 20 minutes. It's going to do her confidence the world of good. Just getting a little blow out the cobwebs, touch the ball out there on the big stage. I mean, she, she wouldn't have played in front of 75,000 people before, Sam Kerr. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. you've you got to consider, you know, all the variables that come into, you know, playing. It's not just playing for your country. It's a World Cup, home soil, big crowds, uh, the whole nation behind us. So to have those 20 minutes, you know, you, you throw um, – I mean, Van Egmont has been, been good up front, but – I mean, Sam Kerr, she's the, the best striker in the world. Is so. the pressure on Sam Kerr as one of the best players in the world and being an Australian, is the pressure on her to deliver for Australia, would it be par- would it be parallel, would it be alongside the pressure that Cathy Freeman faced 2000 Olympics? Oh, well, well, it's an individual sport, that. A little different, I, I think. Uh, that, that was just a unique moment in time. Kathy Freeman, 400, Sydney Olympics, 2000, like just nuts. Marie-Jose um, Correct is breathing down yeah. her neck before she gets on a plane and leaves. I, I think I've got, I've got, I mean, there, there is a lot. I, I've been in that situation, you know, local team, World Cup. It, you, you feel it. You, you feel the energy, but it's good energy. 
you know, the, the, the fan, everywhere you go, people are patting you on the back and they're lifting you up and you just want to, you don't want to let them down. It takes you to another level. It's, it does. And, you know, I, I, I think they're building into something pretty special here. They're so actually improving. They're getting better. Yeah. They're getting better each game. Um, you know, a blip on the radar against Nigeria. Um, you know, fantastic game against Canada. Another great game against Denmark, an even higher rated nation. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about. Well, not no, sorry, Denmark weren't a higher rated nation, but certainly played a better game than, than Canada did. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 theirs. It's 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 the opportunity. Oh, mate, I just I wish I could be inside that circle. Well, work experience, kid. You were saying before the show that out of the top five, there's still two left. We've got France. Sorry, I can't believe I'd said that. France. And England, mm. who beat Nigeria in a shootout last night. Penalty shootout. But Sweden, Germany, USA. Sweden's still in, aren't they? Because they beat the beat USA. The USA, yeah. So we've got Sweden, England, Fra- France, but Germany, USA, gone. Gone. Yeah. Ah, look, the ratings have, have meant little in this World Cup. So what you, I'm saying is, I mean, it's there for anyone, really. It is. It's and there for Australia. Yeah, look, I mean, they've got a game this, fr- this Saturday, 5 o'clock, yep. Suncorp Stadium. It is going to be heaving in Brisbane. There's going to be that much excitement around this game. And, you know, let's hope that, that they can turn on another fantastic performance. And, you know, it's just one game at a time, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you get to a World Cup, you, you get through your pool. It's just like, okay, let's just chalk them off. Let's just chalk them off. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. We were talking about this an hour before the game against Canada where we are all saying, and we had some people that we didn't read the text out, some of the listeners were saying, but more or less, this Gustafsson's got to go. Yeah, As yeah, yeah. He was under the pump, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, and I, I we think, love that, the I, think on, we? I think I, I read in thirteen games that he's coached, he's only lost three. Mm. I mean, he's, he's not, not not got a bad record. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Look, let's hope it keeps going. Big show installed tonight. We have South Sydney legend. Remember this guy? How tough was he? He was part oh. of one of the toughest front rowers, I front think, rowers, in the history yeah. of rugby league. Forward packs, I should Ford say. Pack, yeah. David Boyle. Wow. Where are they now? David Ball is going to join us to talk about his time at the Bunnies. 169 games, all for, all for the Bunnies. And we've got, uh, as I said, CEO from Rugby Australia, Phil War is going to join us as well. And on Tuesdays, T-L-T. yeah. T-L-T. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, can I just say, David Boyle, for me, yeah. like the memories that conjure up in my head, right, it's not about, it's not about him killing people on the football field. Yeah. It's the 12th man, Billy Birmingham. <laughs> Um, and big and him doing Daryl Eastlake in the commentary box, and they're playing. It's, it's sta- calling a state of origin. He says, "Boyle and Boyle tries to squeeze the pus out." <laughs> Can you ask him? That's a piss off, Jack Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh, now Glenn. Oh, is, I don't know if I can ask him that. He's on the text line <laughs> and he says, "Hey, Daddy Vass, I have the best ever TLT this loving Tuesday. So don't stuff around and take my call. <laughs> you can't demand people like that, Glenn." We've got no. a work experience kid on here as well, Brenton. Mm. Um, get involved in the show at any stage, 0457 736 736. And for our Kiwi friends, 8833, if you're listening throughout um, throughout New Zealand, New Zealand and, and Australia as well. So if you want to call in as well, 1300-01-1170. Outside of TLT, we've got three burning questions, thanks to Toolkit Depot and also... Things that make you go, hmm, things you're not quite sure about. That's a little bit weird. It's a little bit strange. So a little bit different to That's Ridiculous, but 
It's also got a little bit of That's Ridiculous thrown into it as well. So if you've got one of those, 0457 736 736 or for our Kiwi friends, like I said, double eight, double three. And we have the good oil for you on Sports Day each and every night. The biggest news stories of the day for Cobram Estate, Premium X Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil and Rat, Graham Annesley. I love how it comes oh. out each Monday. I do like it. I, 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 I'm so I'm just over it. I'm, I'm over, I'm over the excuses and the. I'm just. I know that he's got to do it. I, I just sometimes wish he didn't. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, it was a different weekend, wasn't it? Oh man, there were Ford passes. I was, I, I was actually looking forward to this one. Stripping of balls. I, I, was, I was yeah. I was, I was I was looking forward to this one. But what he has said, he said that, and he was. It was a really good question and answer on if you go to foxsports.com.au. Really good Q&A with uh, Graham Annesley. He says uh, that there was no crackdown prior to round 23 when asked about the number of sin bins. Well, sin bins are okay. We're used to those now. But the send-offs. Now, they don't want to use the word crackdown, but this was his response when asked about that. That was not as a result of any instructions from uh, either head office or from the referee's coaching staff. These are judgment calls that the referees and the bunker are called upon to make every single week. <laughs> There's an early things that makes you go. I'm not, I'm not picking up what he's putting down. I, I'm, that, something's been said. That, that doesn't just happen. Do you think that maybe... You maybe know, it was like boys. You, you know when you've got friends and they read between the lines, but... They, they read. misread it all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe Graham Annesley has said, and the referee's boss has said, hey, guys, this weekend, you know, let's look really closely at a lot of the headshots that are going around. And referees, some referees have gone, mm. oh, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I got you, Graham. I think I, I, got Graham, you, Graham. I, you, I, think I saw you Q, wink at me. It's at on the, the QT, but I got you. <laughs> oh, no, I, I got just you. <laughs> so you're saying any head contact, yeah, off. just send them off. Get them off. Get them off. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, whether they had that discussion or not, we know the clubs weren't weren't advised that there was going to be any sort of, again, crackdown. Mm. But the two send-offs on, I actually I saw, I saw Mo Fatawaka's one again today. Now we called that game yep. on Friday. I, I saw it again today, and I've got to say, Tubes should be in the room with that's ridiculous because that more so than Nathan Browns. I don't think Nathan Browns was a send-off, but if there had to be a send-off with the intensity that he went into the tackle and, and how he didn't try and at least bend his back, you can sort of argue for and against. But the Mo Fatawaka one, Fatawaka I should say, is I can't see how that is mate, that's a send-off mate, at all. Talk, talk to me about this then. Mo Fatawaka gets sent off. Yeah. Nathan Brown gets sent off. Yep. They get a week. Mm. George Burgess. Tom Burgess. Tom Burgess. Three weeks. Yeah. Not sent off. No. And that that was that was to, in my eyes the most glaringly well not well it just it just wasn't worth it, a sin binning let good, alone a it was good contact yeah really good contact big man on big man and one big man rattled the other one That's exactly right yeah so he's going to miss three weeks including the bye which is four weeks for the regular season so season over for him yeah. if they don't make the finals so one player that season is not over but will get better and better when it comes to his bank account is Payne Haas. Now, his mm. management has advised the Brisbane Broncos, well, they're going to wait till November 1 now. They're going to go to the open market. And I think as a professional rugby league player, you can understand why he would. And before I get your comment on this, Rat, this is, this is the reasons why I think 
they want to wait until November 1. So it's obviously their first official offer. You're never going to accept that. So he holds the ace card in all these arguments. Uh, let the Rugby League do the talking. Rugby Union World Cup to finish. So let's see what they have if they want to talk to us. If the Brisbane Broncos win the comp, he can then chase the dollars because he's, he's won a comp. If they don't win the comp, he then makes a decision is $100,000 or $200,000 worth moving for when the Brisbane Broncos premiership window is still very much open for the next few years. So that's my take on it. But you have you have one that's probably more glaringly obvious. My, my take is, like, why wouldn't he wait for starters? Like, he's yep. under no obligation to sign anything. He's got another, you know, year on his contract. He's, he's in the box seat. Mm. If, if if I was representing him, I'll, I'll, there is no way in the world I'd be saying sign a contract right now. Just play footy. It, no, nothing's distracting him. Mm. Been through hell off the field this year. Um, all this talk in the media. Uh, he, he ran for 200-odd metres, 90 post-contact metres, made 44 tackles on the weekend. Like, he's playing as good as he's ever played. So that's not an issue, all right? Um, but the, the threat isn't rugby league. The threat isn't another rugby league club for the Broncos and mm. the NRL. The threat is rugby union. He's, he's being mentored by Sonny Bill Williams. He's got the, 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 the British Lions coming in 2025. He's got a Rugby World Cup on home soil here. He's got Joseph Swali'i being offered 1.6, getting paid 1.6 to go over there in 2024. If he's not worth that plus, he goes to rugby union. The eyeballs are on him. The, the, the eyeballs shift from rugby league and, and, and there'll be people say, I'm not going to watch Rugby Union. I'll guarantee if Payne Huss goes to Rugby Union, you'll watch, I'll watch to see how he goes. I watched when they, you, you, Lottie, and Wendell went to Rugby. They I, are coming. I watched. They are coming for him. Uh, and, and his manager's done the right thing. We're not signing anything. Mm. We're just going to sit tight. We've got another year to go at the Broncos. Um, you know, and you're right, Sats. You know, let's wait and see how the Rugby World Cup pans out. Let's get through the season. Perhaps win a premiership with the Broncos. Rugby union is the danger. It's not another. He's not going to Melbourne. Aren't going to pay one point three million for him. Mm. He's not going to take a pay cut to go to a club that's not performing as well as the one he's at. Yeah. He's, he's you know I mean I can't see him going to the Bulldogs. I can't see him going to St George or to the Tigers. There's and only a few clubs. If you want to throw out the line, the manager throws out the line that well he wants to go win a comp. Well the the club he's at at the moment is the one that's closest to winning a comp. Mm. Yeah, outside of Penrith. Penrith aren't Penrith. signing him. Yeah, exactly. There, there is a bit of a game that is played, Rat, and you're in the player management um, space as well, is that some clubs will offer a money to a player that forces their current club to go over and above mm. and spend outside of what they want have allocated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which forces them to free up a player that they really want. Now, the player I'm talking about is a young man who is – He's Nelson Asafa Solomana like, but he's still only very young. His name's Xavier Willison. Yep. So do they force do they force the Brisbane Broncos some of these clubs to pay more than what they first allocated? That they therefore have to well, they don't have the funds then. in the same position. Well, well if they're going to keep uh, Xavier, like they they've got a they're not going to be able to pay him as much, and that's yeah. where another club can swoop in and go, mate, we'll give you an extra couple of hundred, come down with us. Yep. Um, potentially, uh, but I just think. From from my point of view, um, you know, Payne Haas uh, is, should be in no rush to sign anything. Mm. And and what what uh, annoys me is when you see see people coming out saying, "Oh, it's a money grab." No, no, it's a it's a career move. 
he, he's waiting to see, you know, have all the cards on the table and he'll make a decision that's based on his career. Now, you, you can say, oh, what about the loyalty? Well, mate, there is no loyalty in the game. You see players getting shown the door left, right and centre. You, you, you're loyal to your mates more than you're loyal to a club. And if he's got great mates at the Broncos and he wants to stay there, he'll stay there. Um, I, and I know that might, might seem harsh to some people out there, but you're more loyal to the guys you play with than you are to the emblem on your jersey. I had a, a gentleman come up to me today and say, yeah, but it'll be really distracting for his teammates, all this that's going on. But the players actually understand. Yeah. When you are They're a player like Payne Haas or you know, any of the, the top line players, they understand that it's a, it is a business. You've got mm. to try and chase the money you can. And some players are motivated by money, some aren't. So, again, it's one of those watch this space situations. And it's going to be interesting. I think with the World Cup not far around the the corner, I think his management would be wise to, I hope it's not right, I hope he stays in rugby league and most importantly, I hope he stays at the Brisbane Broncos, but it makes sense that you wait for the World Cup to finish. I, I tell you, you wait you see the atmosphere at this World Cup too. They, they host three, pre, they have three professional leagues in France, three mm-hmm. divisions. They have the, the strongest rugby competition in the world. They're, they're going to be World Cup favourites. Them are probably Ireland going into the tournament. You wait you see the crowds and the atmosphere around this World Cup. Mm. He'll, he'll, he'll see what it's about and <laughs> It's bad uh, timing for the game. It isn't is, it, it is, <laughs> uh, and and I mean, I, I tell you, it's um, yeah, they're coming. Yeah, the good oil for you on Sports Day, brought to you by Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. This is Satsarat on Sports Day, and up next, work experience kid will take us through three burning questions. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. It is Sports Day for a Tuesday night. Plenty going on as well. Three burning questions coming up for Toolkit Depot. Before we do that, Rat, um, a lot of text messages coming through, 0457 736 736 or for our New Zealand listeners, double eight double three. I'm actually going over to New Zealand, Rat, mm. the first week of after the regular season finishes. I'm attending the oh. Simon Mannering Medal. Oh, that'd be for awesome. For the New Zealand for the Warriors, Warriors Player of the Year. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, what, what a good year they've had, too. A um, couple of texts here. Did Lomax get time for his head slam, a.k.a. JW? Yeah. No, 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 he didn't. He didn't get time for his head slam. No, he didn't get charged. He didn't get charged. No. I, 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 I will say I looked at it. Um, he didn't grab his – like, he wasn't around the neck and he wasn't slamming his head into the ground. He, he put his head – his arm across his chest mm-hmm. and slammed his back into the ground. Yep. Now, you know – if he would so have had tomatoes, his arm tomatoes. Neck, yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't have his. It wasn't a head slam per se. So I, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, John Hopewati loves the new crackdowns. <laughs> He's from nine five. What about fun? G'day boys, sounding very clear. What about the great Rick Disney? <laughs> did you sand you blow out or did you just? <laughs> no, Daryl. I just. <laughs> I broke my larynx. <laughs> oh, I broke my jaw you know, and for all years, of my the, ribs. You know, for the years, the 12th man, Billy Birmingham, I thought Rick Disneck, Rick Disneck was the actual gymnast name. <laughs> oh, that was his name. For years. It's like cut his arm in half. Yeah. Rubbish, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> no one collected him. Oh, very uh, funny. Very, very funny. That was good. So, 
Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and three burning questions. What do you got for us, work experience kid? Uh, we've been talking about the tackles Should a lot. we just call him kid now? Yeah, just kid. kid. I mean, kid that's dynamite. better. Yeah, no, kid. Kid dynamite. It's, a real, it's a real mouthful. Mm. I'll yeah. take kid. That's fine. Um, we talked about the tackles a lot. Um, I was pretty furious that Jerome Luai didn't get anything. So, um, well, you got a $3,000 fine. Yeah, you got a fine. You try and pay $3,000. Mm. Well, if I'm kid? paying with his money, that's yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> should he be buying a lotto ticket? That he's not missing any game. Well, he can't because he just spent three thousand dollars on a fine. <laughs> I, I think he, I think he got lucky. Absolutely, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Given, given the nature of um, the suspensions that we've just seen in years gone by, I would have said no, play on. But yeah. because of the what they're trying to do at the moment, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get a get charge a week at all. or two. Yeah, because you know they grade now. The listeners, I don't know whether you're sure about this, but the way they grade head knocks or head shots, I should say, mm. contact with the head, it comes down to force. The right. amount of force that goes into it. So, because so, he was like a flea jumping on the back of a camel. As I said, yeah, it's a blowfly <laughs> to a bullock. <laughs> yeah, last night. So, um, because they deemed that the force wasn't enough, they probably think it doesn't warrant a suspension that's going where he's going to miss games. So, mm. um, but I've got to say, like, you know, when your feet leave the ground, <laughs> you gotta, you're trying to jump a pretty, you know, a high distance, aren't you? Mm. So, yeah, mm. he, he's probably lucky. He's probably lucky. Um, I think he think he's lucky as well, seeing the way the game's going. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, when Mo went off, sent off, I was pretty furious. Um, and Mo I'd, fought a waker, Mo yeah. fought a waker, mm. and I thought the game was over, and the coach came out after and was like, it's ruined the game. Um, how about if they get sent off, you can sub a player on, so it's still actually we had still a fair, we had a text message gone. about this last night, didn't yeah, we? Not, not, you, from you can't just replace them though. You got to you got to be punished in some way, shape, or form. So ten minutes, ten minutes, then you can bring a then replacement, you can bring a replacement on. on. Yeah, not, not an eighteenth uh, man, but you can bring a one of your your four fresh reserves. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you don't. You, so you don't. You, you, you're going to lose someone on the bench. Mm. Your, ben, your bench is you, you're missing a player, but there's still thirteen players in the field. Yeah, yeah. I like the thought of that. Just to keep the the flow of the game and just to not ruin games. Okay, let me paint a scenario for you. Grand final. Mm. Okay, you're eight behind. Mm. There's 20 minutes remaining. Oh, and it's I know what you're going to say Penrith versus let's just say for argument's sake South Sydney. Mm. Okay, and Penrith are ahead, and Joy Arrow says, "Guys, I'm taking one for the team. I'm just going to take Nathan Cleary out." I don't mm. care if I get 10 weeks. Takes him out, gets sent off. They then replace him with a player. That, 10 minutes later. 10 minutes later. So they're still down. So the last 10, 10 minutes, you've got a player that can come on and potentially a fresh player that could potentially mm. win the game. Yep, I don't mind it. What's that? I don't mind that scenario. You don't mind it? No, no, no. Well, well I don't think that'll happen mm-hmm. for starters, but I, I still think that we want to see 13 on 13. I mean, in AFL... I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe our listeners can tell us. I know they used to have like a, there was no send off. You could do whatever you could. No, you just sided. You could take out a, a knife and stab someone on the field, and you'd still <laughs> stay on the field. Like you could do anything. You could murder someone out there, and you know you don't get sent off. You just go to the judiciary during the week, and they give you as many weeks as whatever. I think Alastair Clarkson went went ham in a grand final against Port Adelaide, and, and it might have Bunta. yeah, might have changed it. I'm, I'm not. I just remember because he had a lot of regret about it afterwards. No send offs in the in the AFL. Yeah, right. So um, you just get reported that 2004 grand final in the AFL. He still had to 
he still got charged for yeah. I think three or four offences. Yeah. They still gave him a suspension in case he made a comeback. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he wouldn't have been able to play local footy either. No, exactly. Um, mm. The one problem I have with that is where you didn't mention the 10 minutes where it's 13 on 12. Mm. So in a grand final, I'm sure a team like the Panthers would take that advantage and then it's back to 13 yeah. on 13. Sometimes yeah. teams score when they've got 12. Sometimes. Panthers so, though? Not against the against Panthers. Panthers? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think someone would be silly enough to do that. But, mm. but, I, but I just, I like the thought of having 12, 13 on 13. Yeah. Agreed. Um, What's this, the third one? This one's got to be really quick. Ryan Pappenhausen had his first game um, back in reserve grade. 40 minutes he had, yeah. For the final series, just does he come on from the bench or does he start at fullback really quickly? Uh, I, I think he, he has a, a, bit, a bit more time off the bench and then he'll be their starting fullback. He, yep. he's, he's a step above what they've got at the moment. Nick Meaney's been good for him, don't get me wrong. Been but, great. But um, Ryan Pappenhausen yeah. is an elite fullback. Two weeks Queensland Cup. Yep. Another week off the bench. Yeah, and starting. He'd be flying. Yeah, absolutely. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of winter workwear. After the break, one of the South Sydney legends, former front rower David Boyle, joins us on Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. It's time for Sports Days. Where are they now? Nineteen eighty-seven game three, state of origin, and that man there, David Ball. I've got to say, as a as a fan of the South Sydney Rabbitohs growing up, I just admired this guy along with a lot of his teammates oh. through that eighties and nineties rat. He played all of his hundred and sixty-nine games for the mighty Cardinal and Myrtle, the Rabbitohs, four state of origins in New South Wales, and he was part of one of the most feared Ford packs to ever to play the game. Mm. That man is David Boyle, as you heard. How are you, Boyley? Yeah, doing really well, guys. How's life? So, what's happening in the in the world of David Ball now? I hear you're a grandfather. Is that is that correct? I'm a grandfather. Yeah, on Tuesdays we get to play with the grandkids, and uh, yeah, it's very enlightening. There's, there's something about being a grandfather, isn't it? I, I know that um, it's just a, it's a different. It's a, it's a, the love is there, but it's it's just it's so different when you've got grandkids that you've created this. Posse, yeah, this posse of of, of a family, and I've I've got grandkids myself, Boyle, and there's just an amazing feeling came over me when I first met my grandkids. Did you have the same feeling? Oh, absolutely, and it's probably payback for you know not getting enough time to our own kids. Yeah, but when you're a grandparent, you just drop everything and just yeah, just do what they ever want you to do. Now, Boyle, let's go let's go way back before you get graded with the, with the bunnies. Junior club, where'd you grow up? Marilla Gorillas, Calamaris yep. and Marilla Gorillas, down in Group Seven. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so, mate, any any of the players from that you played with as a, as a youngster, did any of them go on and get graded, play top grade? Um, no, no, no. I was a lone ranger, I guess. Yeah, there's a couple from Derringong I played against, uh, Ford and Quinny. 
Yep. So they were in the same Group Seven team. They played for yeah for Gerringong, but yeah, not not many around the really Gorillas. Mate, so I want to ask you about Redfern Oval. I, I was a ball boy at Redfern Oval in the 1980s, and I was terrified to be a ball boy. It must have been a huge advantage uh, for you. Uh, did, did, did you. Did you feel that it was a huge advantage for you guys as a team playing at Redfern? Yeah, it was pretty special, especially when, you, you know, the team we played with. So Craig Bellamy talks about, you know, train hard and get lucky or work hard and get lucky. Well, I, I got lucky. I was a good worker and... Um, and play with a great bunch of guys that we're still really close mates with now. That's yep. good. Now, if I said the word Henry to you, Boyley, what does that mean to the listeners? Yeah, grab a head and hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who is, is it true that Dean Rampling, part of the, the Mad Rampling brothers, he came up with the Henry call? He did. He did. And our, our great mentor and mate, Lionel Potter, was the one we called it after. And so mm. what happened? So in, in what cool. situation, when you were playing as a, as a team, it, what situation would mean that you would have to call Henry? I guess the biggest example was the semi-final against Manly. We were down 14-0 and we had to do something to upset them. So next scrum, I'm calling Henry. So that was it. Just grab a head and, and it terrified him. Right. <laughs> so, mate, with the forward pack you had, I mean, yourself, Fennick, uh, Les Davidson, Ellison, Michael Andrews, Rampling, Chisholm, Ian Roberts. Like, I, I would like to know, before a, before a game, the forwards get together, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it was, it was pretty jovial in the dressing shed and, and everybody knew what we had to do. Um, and you, you couldn't afford to let your mates down. We didn't have to worry about the coach bagging you if you didn't have a good game. That, they'd let you know. Mm. Yeah, right. A young Ian Roberts. Um, and, and that's, you know... Yeah, yeah, he was, he was just lean and mean and he used to hit the punching bag like there was no tomorrow. Just a, just a great guy. I, I, had, I had the pleasure of, of playing uh, four or five years with Liz Davidson at Cronulla and I've, I've never met uh, a more chalk and cheese person to on the field and off the field. When I got to play with him, he was a little bit more, a little older, a little more mature. I don't know when he was playing with you, uh, Boily, whether he was he was drinking shandies back then, but he only drank shandies. Um, <laughs> but you get him on a football field, the nicest human being on the planet. Get him on a football field, and he just wants to kill people. He, he I said he said to me one day, I, I said to him, what, what what are you thinking when you're trying to hit them the way you hit them? He goes, I'm just trying to put my head through their chest, and it terrified me. And he and he damaged a lot of us in the process of it. But was he was he like that as a youngster? Was he was he the nice guy off the field, or did he did he mature and settle down a little bit? Was he wild when he was younger off the field as well? No, we used to hang around the ramplings and they used to go through the um, Centennial Park, you know, through the bushes there and have some fun there. <laughs> Can't talk too much about it, but yeah. Mm. But he used to grab a stick and that was me, Bundy. Yeah, um, yeah he's Bundy. And then he, he, he was, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, t- two, two short stories. One was we were playing Cronulla and then we were getting smashed and it was, we were down by 30 points. Two minutes to go, Bundy said, Come on, Hook, let's take someone with us. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 he never gave up. Yeah. And then uh, I left South in 94 and went to the Dragons and started strength and conditioning. And then we had two players in, Jason Stevens and uh, Gordon Tallis, mm. and they were absolutely terrified of Les Davison. Mm. The year before I got there, he towed them up in a, in a stouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
scary that, hammer so on the field. That's how much respect he had. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 1989, Boyley, minor premiers, knocked out in straight sets. Was was that the year, the the one that got away? Yeah, it, it was. It was, Scotty. You know, we, we were going all well. We were pretty busted too. Yep. You know, like everybody had had a big year and um, and it, it just didn't go our way. And then we got some injuries and... Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely the one that got away. Now you look at the you look at the um, some of the footage of, of the man I'm about to mention next, Boyley, Phil Blake. When it comes to being gifted athletes, and you walk you work in the the strength and conditioning industry, was he one of the most gifted athletes overall that you'd seen through your career? Absolutely, he was before his time. He was professional. He used to do a lot of his speed work and all that in the mornings before he come to training. Um, you know, because he was that, that's the way he was, he wanted to practice on his own skills, yep. Uh, and then, yeah, on the field, and he's very professional. If the forwards weren't going forward, he'd clock off and wait till next week. He wasn't going to make, make and he realized he wasn't going to win a game if, if we weren't going forward. Mm. Mm. Smart, yeah, <laughs> smart. Yeah. I did a bit of that myself in my in my time, Boyley. I must say, mate, I want to ask you about Jimmy Sidaris, he was 17. In '89, he forced his way into the side and put made Mario move to the front row. How, how does when you've got a young kid like that come in into an, such an established, you know, strong forward pack? How did that sit with the players? I mean, did, did he have the respect of the players as soon as he got there, or did he have to earn his stripes? No, absolutely. No one got in the first grade if they didn't deserve it. And then you know it was team first culture, and when they made the decision to put him in there. Like everybody was was happy with it because he wasn't going to let the team down. Yeah, mate, mate, I wanted to ask you about Georgie Piggins. He was inducted into the Rugby League Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. He was your coach at the Rabbits. Was it long overdue, do you think? I mean, he's done so much for the Bunnies off the field, um, on the field. I mean, he, I mean, without George Piggins, Souths probably aren't in the competition and they don't win the premiership that they won recently. Yeah, he, he, uh, he epitomises... Um, Legend, like he's, you know, he's the way he worked. He's when he took over the coaching job, he said, "Listen, any money I'm get, I've got to give it to the assistant coaches. I don't want any money." And then um, he got Gus Bull there in '86, which was a masterstroke because you know he was really the coach. George just turned uh, called what time training was going to be, mm. and then even after it, he just tried to keep the Leeds club going and going and he, he led the fight to, to keep us in the comp and then mortgaged his house to, to fight um, uh, Murdoch yeah. and to get us to keep the, the, uh, the club going. So, and it's not only just about um, you know, South Sydney, it's about rugby league. So yeah, he's just amazing. He was supported very well with his wife as well, Marlene. Mm. Yeah, well, well you know. Um, when... and, and it was glad he doesn't remember it too much the conditions he, he's in, but certainly the recognition was was really well deserved. Yeah, certainly well deserved. And when you mention, you know, what he did, mm. it, it, you would you'd have to say definitely long overdue. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of the stuff that he did. No, like Boyley just mentioned. No, the, the lengths that he went to. No, now Boyley, I've got to ask you. This is something that I remember as a young kid. My old man got this. Um, it might have been a, a, a cassette tape a or a record yeah. back in the day. Now it was a, it was a, a comedian by the name of. Billy Birmingham brought out the twelfth man and wide world of sports, and and I remember vividly just this one line, and and it was referring to you. He was it was Big Daryl Eastlake in the uh, in the commentary box, 
and he was going, and Boyle, Boyle, Boyle tries to squeeze the pus out <laughs> in, in reference. And, and it was a state of origin match, and he was referencing you. And, uh, mate, did, the, did, the, did your teammates give you a hard time when that came out? Because it was bloody funny, I've got to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was just another a laugh. There was a lot of, lot of jokes around the, with the ramplings and all that. There was no, there was no ambiguity. It was, <laughs> you know, things in the shower. Um, guys that were circumcised in the left, the guys that weren't in the right. <laughs> oh, oh, crazy times! Don't your wrist watches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy! Guys, it was yeah. You couldn't you couldn't talk about it now. The joys yeah. of a rugby league dressing room. There was, eh? there was nothing nothing hidden. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Before we let you go, Boyle, Before we let you go, as we said, you've you've always looked after yourself from a fitness point of view. I didn't see a. That long ago, actually, at a, at a South game, you're, you're still staying fit and, and looking after yourself. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I rode surf boats and I went to the George Bass Marathon and yeah, I still keep. If I if I stop moving, I'll the arthritis will set in and I, I won't be able to move. Mm. Use so it or lose it, they yeah. say. Don't let it beat you, Boyley. Don't let it beat you. Hey, yeah. Boyley, it was great watching you as a player. Also, it's really good to see when I go to some of the NRL games and see that you're still involved in the game. And um, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate, and a trip down memory lane. What was a, a great time for South Sydney in the 80s. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It's good to share some memories. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Sterling, dummy half. Finds Boyle on his outside. Boyle on the burst. Oh, nearly has his head knocked off. Boyle tries to squeeze the pass out, but he can't. And finally, he's cleaned up by Wally Lewis. Oh, GJ, that's pretty hygienic stuff from the Queensland skipper. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh. David Ball. We're getting a lot of love for David Ball in the interview. Oh, he's a legend. Uh, Robert Burrow-Tamora says, David Ball, hard as nails, man of steel, never took a backward step. He was. He was so tough. Mm. We've got one here also from Rooster Muzz. Yes, it was pre-recorded a little bit earlier on, Rooster Muzz. Uh, can you please ask Bruiser, that's David Ball, about his days at the mighty Warilla Gorillas? What a player. He was mm. as tough as a two-dollar steak. I was a ball boy for first grade when he was doing his stuff at Hooker Park, home of the Gorillas. They used to warm up on Hooker Park. Number two, a flag and a brown musket to use. <laughs> they used to get passed around. <laughs> yeah, just... Danger. Fantastic interview, little man. I, I don't know why I'm called little man. Is, this, is that because I'm littler than you? Steve, and Woogie? this is a great interview. Well, you are a little man. Oh, gee. Yeah. Rough. Hey, on South Sydney, mm. Foundation Club, 1908. Yep. Have you Googled this already, haven't you? No. Okay. How many coaches have South Sydney had? Don't know. Well, I want you to guess. Oh. 1908. 12? What? 12? Well, how long did George Pickens coach him for? Oh, he was about five or six. Then he came back and had another, yeah, about five or six years. Oh, okay. Let's go with... 18. Wow. I thought it would be 50-odd. There's 33. Yeah, right. I, th- I didn't think... Yeah, well, I'd say averaging about three a year. Mm. Three years per coach. Yeah. Sort of probably about the standard, I think. Yeah. 
Clive cho- coached them in the 50s and then after Jack Rayner then came back and coached them from 67 to 75. And then Bobby McCarthy took over. Hey, I just want to shout out also, we're going to do Teamless Tuesday very soon. But the West Tigers taking their home game to Wellington this week against the Warriors. That's great, isn't it? That's awesome for the Kiwi fans. They deserve as much rugby league as possible, I think. Every game there, it just looks packed. You can hear it coming through. Well, you know what? It's it's They're the hottest ticket in town now in Auckland. From I've been talking to a, f- a few people who, who live in Auckland, some friends of mine. He said they they can't wait to get to games. It's really difficult to get to get uh, grandstand tickets. Mm. They're, yeah, they're feeding off it too, aren't they? And leading into a World Good Cup as well. You know, you, 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 all Blacks are always one of the favourites. It's just... It's going to be an amazing scene over there for the for the rest of the season. They'll get a top four position. They'll get a they'll get a minimum of one home semi final, <laughs> potentially two if they finish in the top two. Mm. What are you laughing? Oh, at? Oh, danger! He said, "I just remember that two inches taller than me." <laughs> he's on the bit. He's off the bit tonight. Danger! He's also he asked. He said, "Hey, little man and Sats, are you guys coming to Cairns for the South game?" No, he said something else. Yeah, not going to say that. <laughs> And Zeus, we can't read yours out either. But, uh, but I, I will say, Ellie Carpenter, I mean, she hasn't been getting um, the plaudits that, yeah. that you know, the, the Chuck Fowlers and uh, Hayley yep. Rasso is getting. Ellie Carpenter is an absolute weapon for mm. the Australian team. She, she, she'll often, you know, creep up forward and, you know, score. You know, she'll pinch a goal now and then. She had a good strike last mm. night, yep. went a little bit high. Mm. But um, and she'll run the length of the field. She's an absolute gun. She's my, she's my daughter's favourite player, oh, really? Ellie Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah, she's a gun. Before we get to the break, boys, we've, um, we've got someone on the line. Okay, oh, go. Really? Have we got time? Yeah, okay, we've got cool. a little bit of time. Who have we got? Hello? Good morning. Uh, sorry, good evening, boys. Oh, sorry about that. He's on the King Browns. Uh, uh, Walk on the toilet, there, boys. How are you, Glenn? Uh, uh, short and sweet night, boys. Yeah. Hey, so will self-confessed cricket expert Justin now be interviewing Mitchell or Jeff or Sean or maybe even Rod March on his, on his uh, appointment get, as captain of the 2020 cricket team? Tough to get Rod. Uh, um. Yeah, it might be Rod. Oh. Uh, congratulations to Bowtie Mike on walking away with 212 grand on Million Dollar Minute this morning. He loves his Million Dollar Show Minute. Show is going uh, so good. Loves it. <laughs> yes, listeners, followers, I am at my very best. And you're right, whoever called in last night and said that Glenn is a welcome addition to Is that your first official never-ending story button or not? No, no, okay. No. I've done, um, I've done a few. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. But um, right, yeah. let's get to the break. He, In the he next lost, hour, he wanted to get Rod Marsh yeah, on the phone. Rugby mm. Australia CEO Phil War's going to join us. Things that make you go mm, teamless Tuesday, and the Broncos. Well, they've been locked in for the historic Vegas fixture. I'm hitting Phil War about Payne Haas. Yeah, you got to hit him up about. I'm it. going hard at him. Go hard. Mm. You, you good teammates? Well, we're great mates. Really? Yeah, How yeah. great? <laughs> oh, we sat together. A- we, we literally lived in each other's pocket oh. for six years. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Sats and Rapper Sports Day. Get involved in the show. 0457 736 736. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. It is Sports Day, and if you could see the cameras in the studio, uh, Matt Rogers is teaching me <laughs> how to stand in a ruck in rugby. Well, well, I will say this. The first time I did it, I played the uh, Canterbury Crusaders in a trial match in a little did you town get called Blenheim. Mate, I got blasted out of the back of a Blenheim? ruck. Blenheim? Beautiful yeah, place, Blenheim. Yeah, hit on Blenheim. the top of my head, mm-hmm. squashed my neck into my body, and... and absolutely ruptured one of the discs and I had to have disc replacement surgery. So I'm not the guy to teach you, but certainly the guy who we're about to talk to could teach you. He was, Ward, uh, he was yeah. a master at it. Yeah, but we're going to uh, talk to him very soon, the mm. uh, the former Wallaby legend. 79 tests for the Wallabies. Um, did you come across Richie McCall? Oh, absolutely. Did you meet him? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah many, many times. Yeah, yeah. It's p- played every, every All Black game I played against, Richie was playing. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's a special human being, that guy. Born in a little, pl- he's born in the place where my wife's from, Omaru, and he mm. lived in a little place called Kurao, which is famous yeah. for the Hay people. So, if our Kiwi listeners are listening, text in double eight double three. Are the Hay family still there? So the Hay family is not actually a family kid, work experience kid. It's actually these bales of hay that are built up to be a family, and they're like waving as you drive past. So yeah, now Richard McCall, one of the greatest athletes to come out of New Zealand, and a great human being too. Pilot as well. Yep. Yeah, very, very level-headed. Um, great documentary, Chasing Great. I've seen that, yeah. Mm, it's really, really good. Phenomenal. We're going to talk a fair bit more about uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Also around, we just threw up a scenario around, and it, it started from a text last night. I think it was Paul from Bellrose, and work experience kid brought it up also around in our three burning questions that if you're sent off, there should be a period of time where a, when a player comes back on rat. Mm. I tend to agree it's probably the right way to go. What are some of the listeners saying? Well, we've got, okay, I'll make sure that my worst player takes out their best player and send, it, send off for 10 minutes. I'll bring on my best player. That would not, that would not be fair, Michael from Des Moines. Mm. What about this one, Sats? This is, um, this is from Cody. Uh, he says, boys, read 13 on 13. When there is a send-off, have their, bad player, uh, have their baddie replaced by only a defender that cannot be used in attack. He can't touch the ball. And he wears a yellow headband. <laughs> I don't know about the yellow headband. I love the yellow headband. But but that that, that would work. Yeah. Like, well, if when your team's got the ball, you just got to stay out of it. So if the ball goes towards him, he's just got to get, out, get of the out of the way. Well, and if well, the ball well, hits the ground, he can jump on well, it. Well, you'd have to just you just stand back. Yeah. I mean, you're not allowed to touch the ball. I mean, there are players in the NFL that aren't allowed to touch the ball. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, yeah. I like the yellow headband. Yeah. I like gotta, that. Got to go out there with a. Karate Kid style yellow (laughs) headband, a la Stuart Broad. (laughs) Okay, Scotty, this is from Bondi Jack. He's always very angry, Bondi Jack, isn't he? He's got a bit of anger about him at times. Oh, well, at me too. Yeah. Scotty, the replacement for a send-off has always seemed logical to me. But fear of, for fear of, now he talks about the scenario I threw up, Um, Jai Arrow taking out number seven scenario, the 20 minutes rugby rule has more integrity to me. The time with 12 men shouldn't be equivalent to a sin bin. So at least 15. You know what, Bondo Jack? I like that. Mm. You, can't, you can't just serve the amount of time with, it, with 12 men for the same reward a sin bin. It probably needs to be longer. So 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I don't I mind that. Yeah, yeah. Throw it all around. Throw it all around. Now, on Payne Haas, uh, pass should play inside centre on number six, Beefy from Dremoyne. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he could play. Yeah, uh, he could play on the on the side of the scrum on the on the 
on the blind side. He's big enough to. I mean, he'd be tough to lift in a line out, um, <laughs> but they could do it. Um, I, I, yeah, I could see him playing number eight. I could see him playing on the on the blind side of the scrum, on the blind side flanker. I could see him playing number twelve. Um, but you know, you mentioned you know watching uh, Sevilla, you know, pick and drive from the side of a scrum and just crash the ball forward. Yeah, uh, there there will be some technique stuff that he would have to work on. There's no doubt about it, but I just his athleticism, his engine. Um, I mean, he plays big minutes in the NRL. I, I will tell you this, you know, from experience, the NRL is a far more um, arduous game on the in terms of its intensity, its consistent intensity. There's not as much stopping, obviously. Although we've seen a lot of stoppages lately um, with all this over officiating, um, I feel like. You know, rugby league's starting to get a little bit like rugby union the way the way things are going at the moment mm. with the referees sort of blowing their whistle as much as they are. But I'll, I will say that look, he, he's an athlete. Um, give him a ball and, and let him run. I mean, uh, when I went to rugby, not not much changed for me. Um, it's catch the ball, try to beat the defenders and score a try. Don't make a tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for Payne Haas, there will be a fair bit of change for him. Yeah, he'd have to learn quite a bit, but. You know, given that well, he wouldn't be making forty tackles a game. No, no, and he no, wouldn't got, be asked to run two hundred and, 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 and he's not backing up ten meters every time to run forward another five to make a tackle yeah. either. So, you know, there's some longevity, certainly. You know, you know, for your body. Mm. Um, I, I like I said, that's 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 the risk to me for rugby league losing or the Broncos losing Payne Haas. The risk is not another NRL club. Mm. The risk is a, a rugby union coming in with a monster offer saying, mate, we want you for the British and Irish Lions tour. We want you for the local, you know, the, the home-based World Cup. And um, this is what we're prepared to put on the table for you. Shano says, Rat, stop talking so much sense. And also 159 says, really well said, Rat. I, I think Rat should be working for the... Rugby Australia <laughs> as part of their recruitment oh, team. Oh, well, don't worry. War has been trying to recruit me for a while. <laughs> Actually, he's been smart, War. Like he, he, he's not the sort of guy that's just sitting back and, you know, taking a paycheck. He's, he's trying to come up with ways yeah. to keep their their good kids in the game. And and he's, he's reached out to me a couple of times. We haven't had the discussion yet about how do we do it. You know, what do we need to Ray, do? Can I, and I've, I've brought up this with you before off air. If you've got a private school that plays – Primarily rugby union, yep. like a lot of the GPS schools yep. in Queensland, New South Wales. Mm. And if you are a scholarship holder as a 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old, you must also sign a super rugby deal with the Reds, the Waratahs, the Brumbies, whatever it may be, which ties you to rugby it'll and doesn't allow work, a rugby Sats. league team to come in and it'll, steal it'll, your player. It'll never work because the, the schools don't have any affiliation with with any – the school they, – the, so they they, like Queensland they, rugby – um, you know, New South Wales rugby, rugby Australia don't give the money to any schools. The schools want to win, so they go and get the best kids. They don't, they don't care about when they leave the school. You know, they, they love seeing you know, like you know, Churchy loves seeing you know, Carmichael Hunt playing for the Broncos. TSS loves seeing me play for Cronulla. They don't care. That they they want to they they want to see their kids succeed. They want, but they want, but ultimately they want their G, they want to win their GPS comp. Mm. They want to win their rugby comp, so they'll get the best kids that they can, and they they hunt through, um, you know, the, the schoolboy systems of rugby league at that 12, 13, 14 year olds. Um, GPS schools, uh, I mean, I know it might I happen. It I might happen, but uh, they, they can't. They're, I they're, can't believe that rugby schools aren't connected to 
to no. like well, Super Rugby? Might, or? There's some relationships there, Sats, but there, there's no there's no loyalty in terms of all right. Well, you can't give this kid a scholarship unless. Mm. I mean, it's 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 not not the way that it's done, and, and I, I don't think I don't that's think it could happen. Left, that's how you get left behind. Mm. Well, well, they need to build stronger relationships with it's schools. Like for years, Kebra Park is a school on the Gold Coast, which has um, unearthed some some rugby league superstars, most notably Benji Marshall. They had a really good relationship with the West Tigers for a lot of years. So basically, a player that went through there. They didn't have to go to the West Tigers, but it was first crack. They had the cream of the mm. they had the first crack at the cream of the crop every time. And they, they got a lot of really good players out of it. It baffles me that rugby union hasn't gone down that path. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, just, it's just on the send offs. No guys, the coaches would be using players like acid missiles <laughs> from BJ Dog. Dog. <laughs> We've got things that make you go, hmm, coming up really soon. I've got one here from Mickey G from Woodbury, our famous bus driver. He sent one through. Uh, but in on the subject of rugby on the subject of rugby, let's get to our special guest. Sending from touch. Norman sends it on its way. And the locals tell you how it landed. And New Zealand do it again. Yeah, it's an unfortunate finish, but I've got to say a very promising finish oh, for yeah. the Wallabies on the eve of the Rugby World Cup. And this man, well, he doesn't need any introduction, but we will anyway. 136 Super Rugby games for New South Wales Waratahs, 79 tests for the Wallabies. 2003, a very important year for Australia mm. with the with the World Cup getting through the final. John Eadle, Eels medalist, is the best rugby player in the country and only a couple of years into the new seat, newly appointed Rugby Australia CEO and used to sit next to Matty Rogers for over six or seven years on the same <laughs> bus each and every tour. Phil Ward joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Phil? I'm very well. You, you often get asked, what's, what's the highlight of your career? And I reckon sitting next to Matt Rogers for six years was definitely right up there. <laughs> now, Phil, can you just tell me, because I sit <laughs> oh, next to him every mate. day, and my ears bleed by the end of the week, so it would be the same on tour, I would think. <laughs> Well, that's how I got my cauliflower ears. It wasn't from rock. <laughs> mate, you're red hot, you are, Sats. Well, I've got good stories. <laughs> and, Warry, don't don't get on his side, mate. Hey, Warry, I, I wanted to ask you, mate, you, you, you've been working in the banking sector since retirement, um, doing phenomenally there. You've taken on probably the biggest role of your career as CEO of Rugby Australia. Why now? Um, I mean, I feel like you were bred for a life in rugby. You, you, you put your heart and soul into it. Why now? The, the jump into the, the position of CEO of Rugby Australia? Yeah, I mean, I sort of, uh, yeah, but people ask. It's a, it's a good question. I think um, I sort of got beaten up when I was playing. I thought I missed it so much. I'm going to go back into sports administration. But uh, <laughs> I do joke that at least, when I was, at least when I was playing, I knew the kicks were coming from the opposition. But um, now, look, I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, timing's good. I think, um, you know, we've you know, got the Lions uh, coming in 25 and then uh, Hay World Cups in 27 and 29. Um, and, and I think we've got, I've got a lot to add. So, um, you know, it's an exciting time for rugby. We've got a lot of uh, things to do. Um, in the short term, but also seeing the game up uh, going forward. So uh, exciting time, and uh, you know, I'm thrilled. It's a, you know, a bit like putting the, the Wallaby jersey on. It's a, a huge honour and privilege, but most importantly, it's a responsibility to perform, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's how I feel about the role. Yeah. Now, mate, there was a time when the Wallabies, they were Australia's winter team. The nation got behind them. You couldn't get a ticket to a game. They'd sell out in minutes. Mate, how do we get back to that? How do we get rugby back in, in the forefront of you know, the Australian sporting cycle? Yeah, look, I think um, 
you know, winning's important, um, you know, and, and personalities are important. And, uh, and I think that uh, we need to relate with the Australian public. And you know, we've probably gone away from that a little bit. Uh, you, know, you know Eddie well. And Eddie, Eddie's back uh, in charge. And, you know, a lot of it's around actually playing with that Australian spirit, playing with pride, playing with passion, and, uh, you know, start to get those wins. And, uh, and then we've got personalities amongst the team and everyone wants to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, a lot of rebuilding to do, but a really good opportunity. With Eddie, you mentioned him, Phil. Why was he the right man to, to bring him back into the Wallabies' fold? Well, I mean, he's a proven performer. He's a proven performer at World Cups. So, you know, you just go back to sort of 2003 and then uh, he was with South Africa in 2007 when they won it. Um, you know, 2011 he was with Japan. 2015 he was with Japan when uh, Japan beat South Africa. Mm. 2019 took England to the final. I mean, there's a lot to, uh, a massive track record for him at World Cups. And, you know, he, he, he drives a performance edge. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited. I think if you look at the interest that's come on the back of his appointment, it's been phenomenal. So uh, it's just a matter of now just riding that wave and, you know, turning those close, close losses into wins. And as we know, um, you know, winning's a habit, uh, as is losing. So uh, we're probably on the on the side of losing at the moment. And, uh, you know, when, when the tide turns, then we get to hopefully into that habit of winning. Oh, I love him when he's in the media, how staunch he is. Oh, I, I just think, love his win-at-all-cost attitude. Now... The Bledisloe one was disappointing, Phil, of course, but the second one promising. Did, did that performance convince you that at least leading into a World Cup, of course you've got a, another friendly before the World Cup, that, you're, that the, the team is heading in the right direction? Yeah, I think so. I think I mean progress out of uh, you know the movement from uh, Bledisloe one, and you know we, we we actually put a lot of pressure on the All Blacks in that uh, first half of the, uh, the the first Bledisloe. We just didn't take away a lot of points. Second Bledisloe obviously started well, got to, to seventeen points. Uh, as you know, you got to keep trying to score points rather than to defend the lead. And I think the guys just went in that mentality of you know how, to, how you know closing up shop and just trying to hang on rather than trying to score points next. So. Yeah, you know, I think there's a good uh, a good culture saying to come through the team, and and you know I think they'll, they'll take a lot of confidence going out of that game in Dunedin. Um, you know, then then the next test uh, and it's the last one before the World Cup is against France, the start to France. So in terms of preparation, uh, a game against South Africa and Pretoria, Argentina at home, and then two against the All Blacks, and then to finish off uh, the French in France, it's a, it's a massive preparation. But they'll be ready, and uh, and then it's just a matter of you know performing on the big stage. Yeah, mate. Well, I want to talk to you about. You know, you, you talk about winning. Uh, it's obviously your number one promotional tool. You know, people love a winner. They want to get behind the team. The women's, your women's sevens team, they've been flying the flag for the Aussies over the last few years. They've been doing fantastic. You've got Swalee coming over um, from Rugby League uh, in 2025. Um, is there a plan to, to, to raid Rugby League further for those players that, that have a history in Rugby Union? It seems a logical short-term gain, but... I mean, I'm sure you've got plans to develop talent, but you look at these players that leave rugby union at the schoolboy level, well, they are rugby union developed. They've just gone to rugby league. Is there is there a plan to try to steal all those players back? Well, I think I think it's uh, it's about actually how do we how do we win them at 16 and 17 rather than having to uh, pay overs for them uh, to get them back. So I think mm. a lot around pathways and. And how do we how do we show uh, you know young boys and girls um, you know what what rugby can offer? And uh, I know as much as you like Shark Park, I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd prefer to be playing at Start to Start to France and Shark Park. Um, so uh, so I think it's actually how do we uh, how do we demonstrate and uh, and give these young boys and girls the experience of of travelling the world, which is a, a real differentiator for our game compared to our competitors. Yeah, mate, I, I agree. Um, mate, Start to France was a very special place to play, but mate. 
Shark Park does hold a very special place <laughs> in my heart, Warry. Uh, mate, you, just like, you just like the you just like the night after. Yeah, yeah, and all these, exactly mate. Right, yeah, you got exactly. it, mate. World you Cup around the corner, far. mate. World Cup around the corner. Uh, from a Rugby Australia perspective, what's a successful campaign look like? What do, do we have to win it to for it to be a success? Uh, what 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 is? Oh, I think we. What are yeah, the metrics? I think we need to get. I think we need. To, if if we get we get through the pool to the quarters, we either play Argentina or England in the quarters. We need to win the quarters and get through to the semis. Once you get to the semis, as you know, anything can happen. So I'd say that um, you know getting through to the semis is a uh, is a pass mark, and um, anything short of that would be disappointing. Phil, do you see Payne Haas as a potential number eight wearing oh, a Wallabies jersey one day? <laughs> oh, boy! Carrier, if you sort of if you looked at if you looked at where we're sort of missing at the moment, uh, you know it is it is big ball carriers, but uh, you know a, a lot's got to do with um, you know with, with appetite, hunger, and uh, and passion for the game. So uh, look, I think I, I think the game uh, that we have offers a lot, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's certainly very different to the game of rugby league and. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know if there's interest there, we're always open for a conversation. Well, Warry, just think about this: Valentini, Leota, Haas, just ball carrying machines. Him on the edge, just terrorising the opposition. The amount of rugby league fans <laughs> switching over to watch rugby union. The sponsorship dollars flying. Do you in. mind not trying to convince <laughs> well, him? I'm just, okay. you know, I'm just speaking. I'm just talking. You know, I, I, you know, I love both sets. You know, I love both. But it must be. It must be. Um, I, I mean, for me, I, I see uh, Warry. You know, this Payne Haas saying, I'm, I'm not signing anything at the moment. I'm, I'm sitting back. I mean, surely, I, I don't see him going to another rugby league club. I see the danger being rugby union. And, you know, he's being mentored by Sonny Bill Williams. It must give you a sort of like a little bit of thought. Well, maybe he does want to have a chat with us. Well, I think if you look at the runway we have ahead of us, um, you know, the, the Lions in 25, as you know, one of the biggest events in, uh, in world sport. And a home World Cup would be pretty attractive if I was a young athlete. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Now... Phil, I've asked Rat on a number of occasions, and he oh. could never answer. But he finally came up with this answer, and you'd be able to answer it as well. He, I said, "What's the difference between a rugby league player and a rugby union player, personality-wise?" And he said, "Well, the rugby league forwards play cards; the rugby union forwards play chess." Now, were you one of those chess players? No, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Ward should have played rugby league. I, differ- I, differ- I differentiated myself by going through to year twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah. Oh, mate, thanks, heaps, boy. Thanks for your time, mate. And um, mate, good luck to the Wallabies. They have got France in uh, in on the twenty eighth of this month uh, in their next warm up match uh, prior to the World Cup. But we're looking forward to a big World Cup from from the Australian Wallabies. Uh, thank, thanks, guys, and uh, appreciate the support. And uh, you know, back to the guys because I think they'll have a good crack. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. TLT. Teamless Tuesday for round 20. Is it 24? It is round 24. Mm. And for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, the big ins and outs. So the big one is obviously Tommy Burgess not playing and he won't for the rest of the regular season, Rat, unless they make the finals. Yep, it's a, uh, it's a it's farcical. 
Um, can't believe he's not going to be there for South. Um, mm-hmm. South fans will be devastated. They they need him. I mean, they've got, yeah. they got some big matches coming up. But oh, I'm 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 thinking South are going to miss out. And the Cowboys oh. are going to jump in and take their spot. What? Mm. God. Jeez, they didn't look good last week. They didn't. Joy Arrow, of course, looked like he got shot by a sniper. Yeah, I, I, and I'd be, I'd be shocked if he plays. He's been named. He's yeah. been named. But, yeah, again, I, I'm a little bit like you, especially sitting on a plane for five, five or so hours, hours to come it. back from Perth. Mm. Mm. Matty Lodge, season is over. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed ruptured ACL. I, well, I don't know where this leaves Matt Lodge. Well, he's about to renew his contract at Manly. Mm. I don't know whether that got executed or not. Yeah, yeah. It'd uh, be interesting to see what happens there. AJ Brimson, he's going to be rested. Uh, he, he looked very ginger in the warm-up last week. He got pulled pulled out of the game. So because you and I know what AJ's personality is mm. like, he's very... He's, he's like a jackrabbit. Yeah, he's, he's extroverted, isn't mm. he? He loves being around the teammates. He jumps around. We were watching him during the pre, pre-game. Oh, mate, you called it after five minutes. You're looking at him and he just, he was really reserved within Ginger. himself. He, mm. Yeah, he, he was catching the ball and passing, wasn't twisting. And we called it pretty early, didn't we? We said yeah. we'd be really surprised if he plays. And then in 10 minutes before kickoff, he got through the the warm-up, but they ended up pulling him in the end. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we've got um, Tino, big Tino's back after yep. his three weeks out suspension. Jerome Hughes and Xavier Coates back for the Melbourne Storm. Um, no bit, Pappy yet, which is expected. No, nah, but big ins for for uh, for the Storm with Jerome, particularly Jerome Hughes, Xavier Coates, obviously a, a quality, you know, elite finisher in the game. Uh, Zach Lomax, Jack Bird ruled out for the Dragons, and this is a good one. Ethan, Ethan Strange, Jasmine Strange, and John Strange make the first coach, son, and daughter combo in the NRL NRLW. How cool is that? Yeah, Ethan Strange, talent. Now, if anyone hasn't seen this young Ethan Strange play, he played in the under nine is it nineteens? Under nineteens mm. New South Wales Queensland State of Origin match. He's a centre. And when we're used to seeing outside backs now that are six foot one, six foot two, he's actually built a little bit like you, Rat, and he is absolutely lightning. He's fast. Just yeah, lightning. Yeah. Un- uncoachable speed. <laughs> yeah. And that's you you dream of having players like that on your side. Bit like um so Sebastian Chris is Cam out. Pereira. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sebastian Chris is out with a torn hamstring. So yep. this is a great opportunity for the kid. He's, mm. I mean, he'll play a lot of NRL, this kid. Have you seen him work experience, kid? No, yeah, I he's, haven't. He's outstanding. Make mate, sure you watch him. And this one might shock a few listeners. Yeah. Dylan Napa, named to play for the Roosters this what? week. Mm. Serious? First time back the in the Roosters jersey since 2018. He's not starting, is he? It's off no, the he's bench. on the bench. Off the bench. Jersey number 17. Um... Hasn't played in the NRL since 2021. Wow. Um, yeah, got the call up. That's going to be interesting. Mm. Well, they, uh, yeah. I, I Look, I, I think the Roosters' season's over. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they, they need to build, they need to put a side out. And uh, he's got the opportunity. And, yeah, I'm not sure what his plans are for next year. But maybe it's a little audition to see if he can keep a spot in the 30. Well, Newcastle, we've got a lot of Newcastle listeners through the Super Radio Network and also on the SCN app. Uh, Bradman Best, he's out with an adductor injury. Yeah, that's not good. Mm, Jacob Saifidi, he's been named despite suffering a hamstring injury. Now, if he's had a hamstring injury, I doubt very much he'd, he'd play, but Daniel Saifidi's been listed amongst the reserves, so he may get a late call-up as well. So how's your team faring? Yeah, weekend. well, Mortalo's M- 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 back for the Sharkies, yeah. which is a, which is a good in for them. Uh, Connor Tracy named at fullback again with 
With, he was um, good last week. Yeah, Will Kennedy out mm. for the season. So, um, yeah, look, the Knights, have, the Knights have got the Bulldogs uh, up at up in Newcastle. You'd think they'll, they'll win this match given current form. Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle. Yep. But no Bradman Best. Mm. You know, he's, he's a st- huge strike weapon for them. Um, but Caelan Ponga, he's, he's back to some career best form, now, isn't he? I want you to get the image of Braden Trindle, okay? Mm. He's the way that he's just – the way that he's – Structured, yeah. Does he look like his arms are a little bit shorter than T Rex? <laughs> yeah, he's a little T Rex, isn't he? Like a little Oompa Loompa, isn't he? A little T Rex. No, yeah. I was looking at him the other day and he was Two running. tries on the weekend, yeah. He was running the other day and I thought his arms are shorter than a normal person's arms. Mm. Mm. I, I didn't notice it. Look for it, you won't uh, be able to take well, your eyes well, off it I, now. I will, I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, <laughs> Sats <laughs> Belmont from Clarence on the text line. Says Sats, Phil War said France, not France. That's right. It's a rugby thing. He's educated. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Phil and Mudgy says, guys, is Manly forward Morgan Boyle related to David Boyle? Well, he is the son of former Canberra centre David Boyle mm. and the sister of and the brother of Millie Boyle. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, just on that, that chat we were having about the GPS schools and, and the players, that, that like me saying that they don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. the bodies, he says... Uh, from from Eels Muzzy says, re rugby and the GPS schools having gone to one myself, rate you're a hundred percent correct. There is no connection to the ARU system. They are selfish moment in time opportunists with the stars lured from junior league into their system via scholarships. It's BS. The schools are a business, not schools, and are and they rarely have the kids' best interest at heart. Well, I agree with part of it. Um, I did go to one of those schools and it changed me into a better human being. I don't think I have the career I had. School doesn't say that uh, I, about I, you attending. Yeah, well, well, it, it certainly, I don't think I have the career I had. Well, I don't have the career I have mm. without what that school did for me as a person and as an athlete. So. Well, Mick the Gong says, boys, I think you'll find the rugby league clubs in the main fund these players' scholarships in the GPS schools. Example, Scots Kings. Some clubs do. Some clubs have got to deal with the... The schools themselves, or they may give up give up two scholarships mm. for. Well, well, I'll tell you why, Sats, because the, the GPS rugby system um, is a it's as close to a professional system as you're going to get outside of being in a professional system. Yeah. So I, I know well, we have a few young young fellows playing in uh, in GPS uh, rugby systems, and the rugby league clubs love after those kids have come out of that system after three or four years. They're going to be ready to go into a professional system. Um, they do a good job at that. Now, obviously, uh, Eels Muzz has a different opinion of um, how the schools um, develop kids. But, you know, from my experience, it's been pretty good. NRL update and also Team List Tuesday brought to you by Polaris. MY23 plate clearances on now. Save up to $3,000 on selected models. And after the break, Fats and Rat will have thanks things that make you go, hmm. hmm. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Rat, we're live on air. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the things that rat Playing looks golf. at. Really. <laughs> things that make you go, hmm. Now, 
Before we get to things that make you go, hmm, this is a things that make you go, hmm, and this has been sent through by one of our loyal listeners, Mickey G from Woodbury, our famous bus driver, and he has said, where, here he is, okay. He also said, I'm listening. He sent me this on Instagram. Yeah. He said, I have a thing for things that go make you go, hmm, bit of info for you as a maritime st- stuff interests me as I spent 15 years in the Marine Rescue. Did you know that when the Titanic captain told the radio operator on the boat to transmit their coordinates, the operator got it wrong. So where he said they were going down and where the boat was found in 1985, there was 14 and a half miles difference. That's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, but it would have had to sink a long way. It might have gone with current. 14 and a half miles. Mm, yeah, true. That's about <laughs> 25K, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Went through the minefield of icebergs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. What have you got, Pratt? What I've got, Graham Annesley. Mm-hmm. He's confirmed that the NRL have made no crackdown and that each official bunker made judgment calls. That's what he had to say. I'm not picking up what he's putting down no, there. Neither am I. There was something said. There had to have been. You, mm. That just doesn't come out of the blue. I don't know what your thoughts are, but it couldn't have come out of the blue. There had to be some sort of. That, How I did mean, it go down? Yeah, like we said earlier, but maybe they're trying to read between the lines without. <laughs> they've, they've read it completely wrong. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing a rumor that Ashley Klein looked at Graham Annesley, and as they're walking out of the as out of the meeting. Graham Annesley gave him a big wink. I've got you, G. I've got you. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. I retract that statement. Call you, mm. tell us. Um, now, this is Tommy from Sydney. This is the things that make you go, hmm? Guys, a couple of interesting things about the Matildas. Caitlin Ford, who I think has been Australia's best player, the Matildas, is from Shell Harbour and has since said she actually prefers watching NRL over soccer. Things that make you now, Mary Fowler, Chuck Fowler, I was talking about this earlier on, wasn't I? Her mum, her, she was born in Cairns. Her mum is from Papua New Guinea. Mm. Her dad is Irish. Yeah. She started wearing gloves because it was cold in England. That's not what, that's not what she said. No. What no, did she no, say? No, no, no. She wears them because she's a fidgeter. And, and oh, she really? wears rings and yeah. she fidgets and it stops her from fidgeting. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. That's a definitely a things that make you Things that make you I got one for you. Yep. An American man. Try- <laughs> what are you laughing at? Only in America. <laughs> that should be a segment. Is, 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 Can we do that? We'll make one. I think that's too good not to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got ideas in my head. It's fine. Mm. Can you get a bit like Fletcher's? Where else but Queensland? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Can you get a a stinger for come that up with something? Kid? Yeah, yeah, make Thank it. You. Yeah, it'll happen. An American man tied sausage to his leg. Why? An American man tied a sausage to his leg with a rubber band, so obviously went over his foot and up his leg. Yeah. Up around the groin area. Yeah, yeah. And, and So an American man tied a sausage to his leg with a rubber band. What sort of sausage do you reckon it was? Like a it would have been a long a one? Big, um, yeah, like a big, yeah, <laughs> So an American man tied a sausage to his leg with a rubber band and wore skinny jeans. Okay, this. Why? Well, he wanted to appear that he was well-packed. <laughs> right. Okay. So while he was Where having fun going? at a nightclub, you shouldn't be laughing, actually. <laughs> while, fun, while having fun at a nightclub dancing, this is in New Orleans, he collapsed. Right. 
Everyone's standing around going, whoa, what's going on with the guy laying on the ground with a massive package? What's happening? <laughs> well, the rubber band had created a clot and he died. <laughs> you can't laugh at that. I just, That's serious. I don't know where you come up with this stuff. <laughs> oh, this, this, this one's interesting. Yeah. Um, so the BTK killer. Dennis Rader. Mm, the you know what BTK b- Bind torture kill, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, bind torture kill. Uh, in the US, he used to install security systems. He did, yeah. Many of which he'd installed for, for clients that wanted the system installed to stop the BTK killer from ever entering their home. <laughs> Again, I don't know why we're laughing. That's horrific. Yeah. Who comes up with this stuff? He went around for nearly 20 years. Mm. He went off the boil there for a while. And, <laughs> Just, and then he returned to his... Oh, only in America. Yeah. 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 What's he... He's now serving, serving 10 life sentences from memory. Yeah, I was, I was just reading the case, and um, I think he got caught in like 2005 or 2006, and his wife had no idea. No, she had no idea. Absolutely mm. no idea. Yeah. He used to taunt the police with, with messages, <clears throat> Dennis yeah. Radar. He's yeah. um, a strange cat. Yeah, mm. certainly. Now, uh, Derek on the text line says, the Denmark women's soccer coach has a jaw that makes Nathan Cleary blush. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a jaw on him. I think it's going to be his last game too. I think. He's, oh, really? I think, yeah, I think they were saying he's going to hang up the uh, the whistle and the clipboard after mm-hmm. this series. Um, so on the pain, Haas, Steve from Dubbo says, other than Penrith or Para, there aren't many opportunities for Haas to go if he wants to win a comp. Oh, please, <laughs> Steve. Mystery mm. man, is it possible, this is in relation to the send-offs, is it possible that the send-off was part of their punishment? Do they take that into account? Yes, they do. Mm, right. If they're sent off, so you're, t- so you're telling me if if Mo if, if Burgess was sent off, mm-hmm. he probably wanted only got a week, maybe two weeks. Jeez, South would be saying South would have been wishing he's, he got sent off. The way they played, yeah, like yeah. they weren't winning. Exactly. Get him off the field, give him a week, and we'll, <laughs> we'll get him back. Yeah. Okay, so the FIFA World Cup, so good to see. This is from Nick in Newcastle, a uh, loyal listener. So good to see the U.S. women's football team get knocked out. Seems to be the overall consensus, doesn't it? Yeah, I was pretty happy. A bunch of overrated, woke and arrogant women who hate the country they represent. They refuse to sing their own national anthem. Really? Yeah, they've come under a lot of scrutiny from the U.S. US um, soccer fans. And actually, a lot of the media out there saying that they didn't, a lot of them didn't have their hand on their heart, which you don't need to. But a majority of them didn't sing the, the American national anthem. Um, they hate their country they represent. They refuse to sing their own national anthem and even their own media have turned on them now, rightfully so. Well, yeah. Um, Did you sing what, the national anthem? Absolutely. Always. What, what, what goes up, they say what goes up must come down. They've, they've been yeah. in a bubble. They've been, you know, the darlings of American sport in terms of on the women's side of things. They've been a phenomenal team. Mm. There's no question about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as hard on them as what other people are. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of great athletes in that team yep. um, that do you know wonderful things for women's sport. Um, look, there, there's always some anomalies to that, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy they're out because yep. it, you know m- so might create I, a bit yeah. more of the pathway for Australia. Don't have to listen to Megan Rapino anymore. Uh, yeah. Ziggy Zigzag has texted and said things that make you go, hmm. Forget pain in the house. Give me James Fisher, Harrison, Moses, Leota for half the money. Mm. Well, yeah, they'd, yeah. They'd, I reckon they'd be on around six hundreds. 
probably Fisher Harris a bit more a than Leona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah probably and, deserve I mean, more, but because the of the thing. club they're at. Well, well, I'll ask you a question, Sats. Yeah. And I and I heard Shug talk talking about this to a Joel caller. Kane. Yeah, yeah. He's always got a. He's always thinks the rugby league outside okay. the circle. So. Payne, you, you, you can only pick one of these players in your grand final. Okay. Payne Haas or Adam Reynolds. Who are you picking? <laughs> um, I'm going, because Adam Reynolds is a goal kicker, I'm going Adam Reynolds. All right. So you've got him running second mm-hmm. uh, in the team, and they're going to pay him 1.3. Yep. Okay. Uh, Reese Walsh or Payne Haas? Payne Haas. No chance. Yeah. No. Yep. No chance. So he creates his platform. He's but, decimating but defence. Don't th- hang on a sec. Don't yell, <laughs> Matthew, with one T. Uh, so he creates a platform. He decimates defenders. He lets anyone with a bit of speed get on the front foot. So you throw Selwyn Cobb at a fullback. I know he's not Reese Walsh, but he's still pretty he's dangerous. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm taking Reese Walsh you're every not day of what the week. I'm, I'm not picking up what you're putting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, so I've, I've got him. I've got him like like Joel. I've got him. Third on the list of the players that I want at that club. Mm. Um, I mean, look, Payne Haas is a premier front rower. Wayne Bennett always had a had a thing that he, you know, his front rowers were not going to be his highest paid players in his team. Um, he let Lazo go. Yep. Um, let Simon Receiver go. Wally Lewis go. Um, yeah, let Wally Lewis go. I mean, the the, the reality is this: Payne Haas is probably the most dominant front rower in the game. Mm. But you can get a front rower, um, a, a Moses Leota, for half the price to do a job that still allows Reese Walsh to do his job. You can't replace a Reese Walsh as easily as you can replace a Payne Haas. Mm. That, that's my opinion in that. Yep. So I'll, I would be running with Reese Walsh every day of the week, given what he can create in terms of point scoring opportunities for your team. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, FIFA Women's World Cup update. Colombia lead Jamaica 1-0 in the 80, 85th minute. Wow. Where are Colombia ranked? I'm just going to look at the women's rankings again. Well, they're South American. They'd be pretty. They'd be oh, up well, there. You can't just automatically assume they're, they're going to be great because they're South American. No, they, no, they are up there. I know they are. Oh, they but, are. They're, but they're South American. You know, like yep. soccer's pretty big in that part of the world. Okay. So who am I looking for? Colombia. Mm. They're twenty fifth. Yeah, there you go. They're up there. <laughs> what's um? What's Jamaica? Jamaica, me crazy. It's forty three, forty third. Wow, not forty three. They're not on our side of the draw. I don't no. think. No. Um, Rooster Muzz says Worm, Radis, and the kid. The Statue of Liberty has a sta- typo typo error on it. Has it, Rooster Muzz? I've never. Things that make you go. Mm. Yeah. Can you um? Things that make you. <laughs> Now, hey, lads, this is from St. Board 2HD, Super Radio Network. I would love a Matildas versus Lionesses World Cup. Have you seen Lioness on Paramount? Yes. Oh, Very good show. What a show. Mm. I would love a Matildas versus Lionesses World Cup final. If that pans out, I'm not sure whether they fall on the same side. I'm all for a send-off, but it must be 13 v 13, however it happens. What a great interview with Boyley. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Covered yeah. everything there, St. Boyd. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to a break. After the break, uh, we will wrap up the show with more of your text messages and the last laugh. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym.
World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Oh, what a great show it's been. David Ball, former South legend, State of Origin, front rower, has joined us tonight. And if you missed the show, make sure you pick it up on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Sports Day, NSW, and also Phil Wall, Rugby Australia's CEO. Outstanding interview. Now, there's some... Uh, Nico Hines has apparently made a yeah, comment yeah. about... He's, he's come out. Obviously, he, he was speaking on his dropping from the origin side and his relationship with Freddie, and he said it didn't impact our relationship. I still I still speak to Freddie via text. I saw him at one of the games here, and I think Freddie's a great bloke who's always making sure if I'm okay. <laughs> Where there were tough times at the start of the year, he was the first person to check in. I don't begrudge him for not picking me. Yeah. He'll play origin again. I think he'll get his opportunity. Yeah. He'll uh, al- I think he'll always be a utility player, which is nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Mitch Moses probably um, put his hand up as yeah. you know n- next up if if yeah, they lose Cleary. Yeah. But you know, rugby footy's a footy's a strange game, and you know you lose a couple of players, and you know he's he's next in line. Um, but he, you know what else is he going to say? I mean, yeah, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, no, nah, he's. Freddie's you know, a jerk. Yeah, yeah. No, he's and, not going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't mean that, by the way. Freddie's a great guy. And we don't, and we don't know who's going to be coaching the side next year. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of, lot of, you know, a couple of texts here. Dan from Prairie Wood, one of our most intelligent, if not the most intelligent listener we have. Gents, not sure if you managed to catch Danny Wilder's interview with the ARL Commission Chair Peter Volandi on the Nine Networks 100% Footy. Volandi's believes the impasse between the RLPA and the ARL Commission NRL over the CBA could be finalised within a day citing that the outstanding sticky points are not big issues. Well, pick up the phone, Peter Volandi, to Clint Newton and get it done. Yeah, well, I don't think they are big issues, but in saying that, there's no trust there between both parties at the moment, so they've got to get to that first before they get to the other side. Uh, 299 says, nah, Reese gets scorpioned. That's big J-Dog, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the scorpion. Oh, I don't think so. Hey, fellas, uh, Tyrone Peachy, 32, Willie Tonga, 40 today, and they share their birthday with... Roger Federer, 42. Happy birthday. 127 said that. Mm. Hey, Sats, that Cobra and Oliver will add. You say it's from Northern Victoria. Isn't Northern Victoria New South Wales? Northern uh, Victoria is Queensland. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> if Nelson was shorter, that little bell end would have got four weeks mixed. <laughs> <laughs> that's from uh, that's in relation to Jerome Luai's yeah. uh, shoulder. And He's a good man, of, um, Jerome. Mm. Rat, what did you shoot yesterday? Uh, 75. Ryan from the... Ryan from the the Raider from the Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah, let's get to this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage hey, Rat, mm. what do you call a chicken that stares at lettuce? Chicken sees a salad. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, Brad from Redhead said, Sam scored the only goal in the... FA Cup final in front of 77,000. Yeah, yep. So, yep, I made a mistake. She has played in front of big crowds, but not on a home soil World Cup. Hey, thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night. Thanks, work experience, kid. Thank you, Daddy Bass. Thank you, listeners. David Boyle, Phil Wall, and let's see you tomorrow night. Woogie's back tomorrow.